Jason. Today's episode of the Lee Summit Town Hall podcast is brought to the good people by Budget Blinds of Lee Summit. Budget Blinds! You know, last week I had a winter party. Party! Celebrating our friends at Budget Blinds and their 20th year of business in Lee Summit. That is so awesome. By the way, 20 years of our robot shade overlords. I know they probably weren't robot shades the whole time, but let's be clear. They were still our overlords. All hail. <laughs> you know, I, 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 I fought the urge to bow when I walked in. That's fair. I walked in. I mean, you probably should to Debbie just out of like self-preservation and respect. But, you know, let's, that's fair. They deserve a bow even if you may not have given them one. This, this is true. Look, our friends at Budget Blinds, they are great people running a great business and doing all that they can to support our town and to help you when you're ready to make your home better. You can do that with those enlightened style shades. You got it, man. All hail those robot shades. Look, you can make that. They're, they're attractive. They're convenient. They're technologically advanced. What else do you need? That's it. That's all you need. And you know how you can find them, Jason? I do. Why don't you tell the people? You just head on down to downtown Lee Summit, walk into that store, tell them Jason and Nick sent you. The Lee Summit Town Hall podcast is also brought to the people by Ask Kathy Keller Williams Realty, another company celebrating 20 years of business in our town. Jason, again, good people doing good work. Good people doing it. Look, right now, you can get, like, if you just turn on the TV for, like, 12 minutes, you're going to get a whole bunch of mixed messages about the real estate market right now. Like, it's hot, it's cold, it's cooling, it's warming, it's doing all these different things. But you know who's going to know is a realtor with 20 years or more experience setting you up, helping you either buy or sell a home. Nobody's going to know the local market. Nobody's going to know the trends around the air like someone with that much. And she, Kathy, has the goods to prove it. That's right. Over the last year, 2,300 families helped or more. And in 21, they sold homes for 104% of the asking price. And an average of, Jason, get this, five days. That is impressive. And I know that, the, like I said, the market is shifting and moving around. But Kathy's going to know what to help you. She and her team are going to be able to get you the best deal if you're selling your home or a really good, solid, find you the right fit at the right price if you are looking to buy. Just call, ask Kathy of Keller Williams Realty. Tell them Jason next thing. Hello again, and welcome to Lee's Summit Town Hall, a weekly podcast about what you can do to make a difference. I am Jason Norbury, and as always, I am joined by a man who is betting the mortgage on a 17-0 season and a Super Bowl win, a parlay, but he's going to do it legally in Kansas. It's right. Nick Parker, the publisher of Link to Lee's Summit. <laughs> yeah, that's that. I'm not a better. Well, I know, but this is, I mean, this is a gimme parlay. Just put the house on it, baby. Okay. Go for it. Yeah. Sure, I'll take your advice. <laughs> Done. Yeah, take the advice of a guy who watches exactly zero football. That's a good <laughs> idea. That's really that's really smart. Link to Lee Summit does remain the source for all the news you need about our very fine city. And today's unofficial sponsor is the state of the city, because that's happening after we finish recording today. That's right. So we're going to go listen to the mayor, talk about some stuff. I bet I, bet I know a couple of things he's going to talk about. I bet he's going to mention one of the things we're going to talk about here in like, in just a minute or two. That's true. Before we get to the news update part, just a, just a reminder of some events coming up. Wings for Water, the fantastic charity cook-off event. Wings for Water at Paragon Star tomorrow night. Make your plans, folks. Yep. Go eat wings, vote with your dollars, and do some good, and make yourself full with lots of chicken wings. Now, Jason, 
you and I have cooked in this for two or three years now. This year, the wing gods conspired us against us. This is true. And we we thought we were going to have to pull out and just not have a booth this year. But something's happened. What is it, Nick? What, we got ourselves a ringer. Uh, look, we have we have we have sunk to these depths. <laughs> we, uh, <laughs> I got a call last night. The Brandon Simpson from Jazzy B's Barbecue is willing to cook under our banner. Wow! And look, and like I think, really, you know, usually you would say, "I hope he does us proud." And honestly, what I'm going to say is, I hope our banner does not drag him down. <laughs> <laughs> this is true because Brandon is a fantastic cook, and he makes, makes great food, and he makes. Excellent wings. I made a point last year to like, I did not go and taste a lot of the wings last year. I did have a few little wandering around, you know, people sharing wings back and forth as, as we do as these competitors. But I made a point to walk down to where Brandon was cooking to get a load of his wings. And he had a, not only like just a, a mild, more flavorful, you know, fun flavored wing, but then he had a spicy wing that like wasn't as hot as the wings that our third guy last year was producing, but they were spicy and very, very good. Very, very good. So, if you head out, we got ourselves a ringer. Ringer! Go eat wings. Do some good with your money. Uh, also happening this weekend, Friday and Saturday of this week, is the annual Downtown Lisa McFall Open House. So great time for you to go shop, go eat, have some fun downtown. Get yourself some pumpkin spice. There you go. Get all of the things pumpkin Get spice. all the things pumpkin spice. <laughs> all right, Jason, let's switch to a little bit of news. We, we alluded to this, this topic earlier. I'm pretty sure it's going to be mentioned by the mayor in his State of the City address later today. Uh, I would note for the record, since this was stated in, like, one of the mayor's first addresses, State of the City addresses, like, as mayor, like, in his before getting reelected, I'm pretty sure that this one's going to be right on the topic <laughs> here. we go. Forward progress on the downtown Market Plaza development project. Uh, Jason, a couple things happened at city council last week. The council voted unanimously to... Um, to create a the chapter 353, and then also they made a decision on what to do with the old ice house building. Jason, let's start with chapter 353. I know we talked about it a little bit yesterday, but just very quickly, if you can, keep it short, remind us what the 353 is. All right, 353 is a, once you get a designation of the legal definition of blight in the area, you can create this redevelopment corporation to allow you to acquire property and get tax abatements and all the other things and do the redevelopment that's there. So the city council last night voted to create or approve this redevelopment corporation and work through development agreements and what have you. And, that, and within that, I will say, and it was voted unanimously, by all members present, uh, council member Edson was not at the meeting last night. Um, but it does include, it includes, um, two, and I, I think your air quotes and note here projects, uh, for that. <laughs> the first one is the, it's the block on the east side of city hall there from, from second to third, from green to Johnson, like that area that we've talked about many, many times, um, as we've gone through. And, and so that's the first one. That's project one. And that's going to include, then they broke it into two pieces, public improvements and then private redevelopment improvements and the public stuff. Uh, big note here, I think to paint is that construction is planned to begin in 2023 um, for on the public components of the plan. And that may include a civic plaza, a clock tower, art, the market plaza, um, which the uh, CID has committed money to help build. 
and uh, event yeah, space. They committed more than $4 million. $4 million plus. So uh, market space, parking structure, other stuff. I mean, all kinds of things. But that's going to include some uh, streetscaping on Green Street to sort of connect the City Hall Plaza to the Market Plaza. And all of that's going to be a thing that's going to happen. And then the private uh, components of that, which are sort to may include things like a hotel and office and restaurant and all those sorts of things are look, they may start in 2023, but maybe probably more likely in 2024 by the time the, the way construction tends to go. So that's a big stuff that's there. They're going to rezone that block to a uh, mixed use zoning category. And they're going to talk through all of that as well. Um, the thing I found interesting and I, and I guess it had slipped under my radar before is that part of this is there's a project two that is the um, the current location of the Red Racks there at the southeast corner of Third and Green Street. There are no in the in the development agreement there are no listed like specific plans or what have you as except for retail op- or opportunities that may uh, blend with downtown's retail mix and enhance what's offered in Project One, which means anything right at the point at which when red racks goes this is where the city and or this developer will step in and and do this and, and get that and make that part of that and so it's on that tax abatement project when it gets going it just means that the city has made a plan and a deal to take control of that so that so that they can create kind of this a cohesive development and and it becomes a it becomes a gateway from that that east side of town into downtown right and i will say that now given all the things that happen and if you look at the time stamps um, from the city council meeting, which is always the way to tell where like where the fun is, as it were. <laughs> that was a pretty short and relatively quotes, where the fun is. Yeah, uh, where the it was a relatively uh, uncontroversial part of the deal, right? Everybody wants the new shiny thing. I think the controversy was about the second piece of the right. project, the the vote on the well, the discussion about, and then the vote on the disposition of the ice house. Now, I will say this. This was not required to be a public hearing, but the city chose to make it a public hearing to make sure that it was transparent and there was plenty of opportunity for community input. Which, which, good, which good on them. And part of that was a response. There was an online petition started through Facebook groups and other things to, to save the ice house. Um, it is, it's, it's, it, very old building in town. And, and we, we see this, Jason, every once in a while, particularly in the downtown district where new projects come in and, and an older an older building, is they're considering tearing it down to make room for the new developments. We see this these discussions happen. The most recent one, Jason, was the, the apartment complex that was built in downtown, the site of the former United Methodist Church. And originally the plan was to, to remove the, the original piece of that, of that church structure community spoke up the developer came back and said hey we're going to change our plans and we'll keep it and so they did they kept that building and designed it to be part of their overall overall project and i think it turned out pretty well right if you've been i don't know if you've been in there yet jason but it is it's beautiful i actually done i will say this i ran into somebody when i was walking around downtown the other night we ran into somebody like with a friend of ours that we knew and they live in the apartments and we were asking them, talking to them about like all the sorts of things. And they, they it's a pretty sweet deal. Um, and I will say the first thing other than, cause we made mention of the amenities in there 
And she kind of nodded her head. She's like, but it's like three steps from downtown. <laughs> that was the draw for her. So, yeah. I mean, I clearly that's thing. So, keep in mind. So, after the public conversation and all that, the, the city council voted 8 nothing as well to approve the de- uh, demolition of the building. And this came this came after a the city had, had ordered a and purchased a study to be done on what it would take to save that building to make it usable. Right. There's been many years of, of uh, how should we put this nicely, deferred maintenance? That's a really nice way to put that. <laughs> and the projected cost was two and a half to three and a half million dollars to make that building usable a- again. Now the Historic Preservation Commission still recommended that they try to save it and make it part of the development, but the council after discussion, and I'm assuming looking at the cost too, made that decision right. and some like of said, the, a NATO vote. I think some of the social media criticism on the on the vote afterwards was that they had perhaps too much focus on just the cost of the, of the thing. But I will say in situations like this, now I'm going to speak from my role over in KCK where I work on the downtown thing. Your, your real job. My real job in KCK. Because I don't is, really pay you. This is a conversation that we have to have all of the time. There are now. And let's be clear, this is a different scale of universe over in KCK because the quantity of neglect, honestly, let's be clear, um, in a lot of the older buildings that are been uninhabited or empty for long stretches of times is so high. And there's a there's an end at the very end of the spectrum. They call it condemnation by neglect. Basically, the building owner does nothing for so long that there's nothing left to do but tear the building down because you can't save it at anything remotely resembling a cost that makes sense. So I'll give you just a quick, like there's a building downtown that they say it'll take a million to a million and a half to demolish the building. It's a six-story building, demolish the building, but it would take like eight or nine or $10 million to just to rehab it, to be like functional as the building's original purpose, let alone whatever redevelopment right. might go along with it. So you get the idea when at a certain point, the numbers are so big that it just doesn't make sense. Now, I don't think anybody's making the accusation that we're at condemnation by neglect, but there's a spectrum on that where the city, the, the elected officials have to make those decisions about where that line is. Is the, What's the point? Is the, the cost of pres- preserving it worth more, significantly more hopefully, than the, the benefit that the community gets by um, keeping the building intact or in structure? And that's where that is. Now, I don't know that there's a right or a wrong answer here. Obviously, the city council seemed to think pretty unanimously that the proper answer was in this point, demolition. Um and, and all of the bits and pieces that go with it. But, you know, it's not, a, it's not a bright line test. There isn't like a dollar figure over which these things go. And, and I'm certain that, you know, people who are disappointed in the outcome are going to focus on some of those things and, and what have you. But it is something that, the, like, that's the conversation that has to take place in those is, like, we can do all these things to save it. It's going to cost this much money, which sometimes it's like, you know, like, I don't have any sympathy for a developer because, like, they're, they're the people with the big sacks of cash that right. make stuff to make money, right? So, like, I don't have a problem. Like, if the city council would have said, now you got to keep it, that would be. But there are other pieces like historical value and what the pieces are and how are we going to preserve that history even if we take it down and all those parts and bits go into that decision that the city council makes. And I, I would say you and I like to focus on process a lot. This is how this I think is a good example of the process working. The people had their voice. The city responded. They even, as you said, that this didn't have to be a, a public hearing thing. Right. At city council, but they did it in order to, to, to keep that, that that transparency and to, to show everybody what was really what was happening and let people be involved. So that's that's how it was supposed to work. That's a good example of it. I think here's what people really want to know, Jason, I think, about all of these things. Okay, so when is stuff happening? Here's what came out of that. Demolition for that building is 
going to happen in 2022, they say. And as you said earlier, 2023 construction of some of those public components of that of that development. Right. So the first step, well, I mean, and to be clear, this is the stuff we've been waiting up to 10 years to right. get, right? By right. the point at which it gets there, built. A, a certain guest columnist for Link to Lee Summit has written many a column I saying- It's an annual occurrence, and I'm assuming that we will get a diff- somewhat different toned, but another annual one that we are due for, hey, we had this vote in 2013. Where's our building, right? We've had this column- and, and to be fair, that project has changed in, in, in scope, but it's nice to finally see, hey, when's stuff actually going to happen? Looks like 2023, we'll actually see some dirt moving and construction happen on some of those public components, which really, the big things we want to see, the performing art space and the new permanent home for the farmer's market. Absolutely. So those are, and those are the things that the public dollars are really going to, CID money, you know, this is their big, this is the big, I mean... I can say this as a person who helped found the CID all those years ago. This is the big thing that we wanted to, the CID wanted to do from moment one is get a permanent home for the farmer's market. And, and here it is. All these years later, we're going to get it. And so it's, I think it's a good, it's a big win for the community and for downtown. All right, that is your kind of catch-up for some of the news and, and events coming up. Jason, you and I, we, we actually dressed up. We're, we're looking business profiling today we're going to wrap this show and we're going to head over for the mayor's annual state of the city address that ends our show for this week we'll talk to everybody next time